Parents Pod. Welcome to Pet Parents Pod, the podcast for and by pet parents. I'm Danielle. I'm Heath. And today we don't have Kip, but we have my old sister, April. Hi, it's April, friends of the pod, number one fan. And welcoming back because Kip is on vacation this week to have a life outside of us, which what? is... I know. Oh my gosh. It's almost like... They like to go do things with people, person. And we just stay in our basement all day. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'm, I'm hoping to meet Kip and you guys now that we're all vaccinated. I'm so excited. One day if you come to the Atlanta area. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be fun. I want... I want to come, and then we could do a live show. Um, there are many options with there are, and pets. So. There are many options. We could also just hang out. Anyway, but this week we have April on because um, the topic we're talking about is basically pet cleaning or cleaning up after your pets or cleaning with animals or basically yes. how do you control all the fur. All the fur. Older sister, older sister April is the resident neurotic when it comes to cleaning up after animals. <laughs> yes, um, you. We were talking. Um, off, uh, we were talking a while back when the show was early off its feet. I think it was after one of your guest appearances, and you recommended this topic. And it's a good topic about like the things that go involved with um, cleaning up after animals because it's not something we all talk about but something everyone who has pets has to do a lot every life is messy you guys like like everything we do we shed our skin cells we breathe out our breath that's bacteria on your skin i mean it, it is what it is like we're always shedding something just like dogs and cats yeah we're just little and, petri dishes of filth i mean and after the year we've had with being aware, like hyper aware of germs and things, I think that cleaning is a fantastic thing to discuss because one of the things people don't realize is how much work it can be to take care of a creature that has no ability to clean up after itself. I mean, yes. yeah, cats groom themselves, but they're not exactly going to get a scoop for the litter box. Well, I don't I don't know about you, but Rue tries to help me with the litter box by eating the poop out of the litter box. It's so kind of uh, her. Kitty candy. <laughs> <laughs> My least favorite helper. She has piece of candy. Piece of candy. <laughs> So I've broken down a couple of lists of areas to look at Great. when it comes to cleaning. Uh, okay, so and, what does your list entail? Okay, so I had a question. Did you guys want to discuss this in categories of animal or categories of subject? Because I could do either or. Um, I think subject. Subject makes more okay. sense than animal because okay, there's crossover. Well, let's start. At the very first thing somebody notices when they walk into someone's house, which is smells. Mm -hmm. So do you guys know where odor comes from? Um, Litter boxes. Urine is what my guess is. Smells and odor. So smells come from substances releasing molecules or particles into the air. The more volatile the substance, the stronger the smell. Got it. So sweat, urine, vomit, Mm -hmm. feces, all of those things create 
those molecules that come into our olfactory organs and we smell things. That's why if you live in a space for a while, you'll develop nose blindness to the area because your olfactory receptors will recognize the smells as normal mm-hmm. and not like so you might not notice things the way that you do later like one of the things i noticed right after we moved out of our house and we moved in with uh, my aunt for a while and we went back to our old house to get it ready is when you walk in the house smelled like dog, even though there weren't any dogs there because my furniture was releasing all of the odors from the fabric. The fabric was like leaching out all of the months and months of dog sweat hair that was on the furniture. Nice. Well, dogs don't sweat, but... Well, not dog sweat, but the dander yeah. and the fur yeah. and, you know, the, the, the things that release those yeah. molecules yeah. into the air. Yeah. The bottoms of their feet do sweat. Like, the pads of their feet do sweat. So when they walk, they'll leave behind scent patterns. Right. Um, That's how so, they can smell know, each other. But their coats don't sweat. Right. That's why they pant. And those panting particles, like when they drool on things, that also will release smells. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Anyone who knows, anyone who has dogs knows that when they get in your face. Yeah, the, the oh, nice yeah. drool Ooh. scent. Mm. Oh, yeah. And a lot of what we see as odor comes from bacteria. So one of the best ways whenever you're trying to eliminate odor, whether it be from dogs, cats, ferrets, snakes, reptiles, whatever, is you want to go for something antibacterial. So that's usually like your first step, like the first thing you go for. The other thing to keep in mind when you're going after smells is to go after the enzymes. Because again, you want something that's going to kill that protein. Mm -hmm. So like if you get, say, sick and you vomit and you need to take the stain out, you need to go for an anti, like, like an enzymatic cleaner to get that smell and to get rid of it. And that's why your best friend, whenever you are dealing with animal smells, is oxygenated bleach. Because that has something in it to chemically attack that protein and to get rid of the smell. So that's why whenever you're getting rid of those smells, you go for Nature's Miracle. Nature's Miracle has an enzymatic cleaner in it. Or you go for OxyClean. Mm-hmm. OxyClean has the oxidated bleach that will get rid of both bacteria and the other you know, protein stains. So there you go. So the first thing you got to think about with smells is you got to find the source. For me, and at my house, it's fabric. If I don't wash the dog beds, it doesn't matter what else I do to that bedroom, the room is going to smell like dog. You mm. have to wash the beds, you have to wash the blankets, you have to wash the sheets that the dogs sleep on. Yeah. And cats. Cats do the same thing. Although I don't think cats leave as much of a smell as much as long as you like keep their litter boxes clean. And one of the things I like that you do, Danielle, is you have how many litter boxes do you have at your house? We have nine litter boxes. I will say like yeah. that is one of my biggest compliments I get. I get people who like my good friends who come and visit, I do like kinda of look and I'm like, Hey, how's it smelling here? And they're like, Oh yeah, they definitely can't smell you have eight animals and that's like one of the highest compliments i can get but um with nine 
so the rule for litter boxes is if it should be one per cat plus an extra. Um, we have different levels, so we wanted to give various options. So we basically have nine total. So we have yeah, between the two floors. Yeah, we have three on the bottom floor because it's basically just one big room, and then we have the other six upstairs in various rooms. Um, and the okay. only other thing I do is uh, in my guest room whenever i actually have guests i move that litter box over into the craft room so the craft room will have two i have people visiting because it's a small room when i had one cat i had two litter boxes even though perfect number just one cat yeah i had two litter boxes i had one and i kept one in the common space like in the living room area Mm -hmm. and i kept one in um, our bedroom yeah because that's how he likes me he likes to be where the people were he wanted his smells to be where the people were but as long as you clean it every other day you didn't smell it you didn't smell like you know cat so just like removing the source of the bacteria is step one um, the other thing that you want to do after you've like cleaned it is to debacterialize it. So, you know, once a month I would dump all the litter out of the pans and I would spray them down and clean them just to make sure that, because I don't know how many folks in here have had cats, but you can clean that box, but then you'll get bits and pieces like kind of in the corners or they get stuck or a little scrape or it'll, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it just happens. So yeah. like sanitizing the litter pans once a month was part of the routine Yeah. with dogs. Okay. So I've, I've in the grooming episode, if anyone's listened to that, I've talked about how poodles don't really shed. You got to brush them. Mm-hmm. But my lab, he sheds clouds of fur every five minutes. He shakes, there's fur. He sneezes, there's fur. He scratches himself, there's fur. I am constantly fighting the fur. So the very first tool you want to have in your kit, like once you've gotten past the smells and you're just trying to like fight the fur, you want a vacuum. You don't want just any vacuum. You want a vacuum formulated for pets. That's going to be a vacuum with like a thicker roller, a HEPA filter, like that can like get in there. Yeah. So I will say like, and there's a big difference between having to clean like Keith. When you say, um, what's your favorite surface to clean versus what our apartments were covered in? Uh, hard surface flooring. Hard surface flooring. So much nicer than having to keep carpet clean because yeah, and you have to like vacuum repeatedly to get all the the hair and uh, pet dander in case of like we have some family that have cat allergies. Yeah, heat so, dad. Like, we got to thoroughly vacuum any soft surface. And uh, the thing about cat allergies and pet dander and trying to clean after it is it'll still be in the air. So yeah. So the best tool if you have carpet is a rubber brush. Rubber is the enemy of pet fur. You can do all sorts of things. Um, You can take, like, they make these gloves. They're, pull it up. It's called a Four Paw Magic Coat Red Glove Glove. (laughs) Is that, like, a brushing tool? It is. It's a brushing glove, but you can use it on your carpet. And that rubber will, like, pull that fur right off the carpet. It's, like... It's, it's pretty awesome. I used this for a while back in, um, back in Hattiesburg when we lived there. But the other thing I found that I liked better, see, I, I used it to try and get the fur off of him, but it was more 
useful to get the fur off of the furniture than it was to get the fur off the dog. I ended up going with a, uh, it's called a, oh gosh, my brain just went blank. A, the Zoom Groom. That's what I use on Clive. It's, it's, it's basically, it's also made of rubber, but it has better bristles. So it like really gets the dead coat off. That's good. So I use a Zoom Groom on the dog. And, you know, that helps too. Like if you wash your dogs pretty frequently and you wash their bedding pretty frequently mm-hmm. and you brush your dogs, it will help, but it won't do everything. Yeah. So, so what is your, like, general, because I know whenever I do laundry about, like, once a week and then every couple weeks I'll do the blankets down in the basement. So that's, like, blankets from the couch and then the dog's actual designated blankets that go on the floor. Do you have, like, a normal routine for that kind of stuff? Do you want my anti-dog war routine? Okay, step one is to take all of the blankets off of the dog beds. Once a month, I unzip the covers that's on, like, the actual foam dog beds. Yeah. And I wash the covers Mm. on the dog beds. Yeah. Once a week, I wash the blankets that act like sheets on the dog beds. Right. After the dog beds come out of the dryer, I go at them with my chomp-chomp, which is a a lint roller. Oh, is it just a regular lint roller, like the the sticky kinds? Oh, no. Okay, so a chomp-chomp is a... Okay, have you ever used the lint rollers where it's like velvet fabric that's just like pushed in one direction? Yeah, I have. Okay, okay. so the chomp-chomp is two of those fabrics in opposite direction, and they're on a roller, and you roll it back and forth, and it scrapes all the hair up into a a cavity Mm -hmm. on the roller, and then you just throw it away. Yeah. And um, it, it keeps me from having to waste like lint sheets mm-hmm. but another tool i'll use is a um, an exam glove like a vinyl glove like a wet one and pull that down over the blankets to pull hair off as well so wait you'll put like a, a rubber disposable glove and then just damp it yep and then roll that over the fabric surface to pull the hair off that's fascinating i've never done that yeah. before <laughs> I, I normally yeah. only wear, like, vinyl gloves when I'm doing the litter boxes. It's mainly just because I'm like, oh, I don't want to. It always, like, spills somewhere, so I just like it's oh, yeah. easier. So we'll remove the blankets and we'll remove the beds. And then I will run. Then I'll keep in mind, I'm, like, kick the dogs out of the room while I'm doing this. So I'm, I'm current, and the reason I do this so frequently, I used to not do this when I had a house. When I was living in a full house, I just sort of took it a room at a time and, and did it. But now that it's me and my husband and both dogs in one bedroom while we're looking for a house. Yeah, that's a little crowded. The fur gets so unmanageable. Like, if I don't do this once a week, we get little fur, um, like, tumbleweeds across the house. Yeah. I think I... awful. We were having company over. So we had my little sister over, and then a week and a half later, we had Heath's little sisters come over. So it's like I did a fairly thorough cleanup before Dorothy came because also, like, there's certain things that I clean on a a semi-regular basis, but there's a difference between, like, normal cleaning and then, oh, a guest is coming over, so you got to make it look like no one ever lives in the house. You know, that type of cleaning. Absolutely. They can't tell that we live like this. Quick. (laughs) Quick. 
And then I just had to do touch-ups uh, for his little sisters because also, like, teenagers, I care a little less what they think because also they don't like to clean. Like, they're, most of the rants I hear from they're, they're his... kids. They're kids. I never liked to clean when I was a kid, and that's most of the rants I hear from Heath's mom is about how her children don't clean and how could they not clean? <laughs> are they broken humans? Well, it's like, nah, that's just how like, kids are. <laughs> if you'd like some family gossip to go, Dorothy told everybody that your house smelled amazing, was super clean, and that you guys are ghouls, and she just, like, went on and on about how good your house looked. She was very she happy Lisa, to be here. She told Leslie, she told Grandma, she told everybody. Oh, wow. oh great. Oh, great. Oh, Grandma's gonna come visit, and then she's like, I see dust. What, you mean you haven't vacuumed in two days? Oh, Grandma. Know, right? Oh, yeah, her standards no, are too high. Then, and then Grandma says to me, we're all at dinner, and she says, wow, April Danielle manages to keep her house clean, and she has oh all those God. dogs. So it's like, I have two oh, dogs, yeah. mostly cats. Thanks. You know, I was like, yeah, she's cats, but you know, the other yeah. one is. Yeah, I know. So they're, they're all dogs. Came a, wow, why can't you be as good as Danielle? <laughs> Uh, I love the the competition our family turns into. Oh, I see an opportunity to shame someone. Uh, exactly. Grandma. It was really so funny because I was like, can't we just be happy for Nigel? I'm not upset. I'm well, not comparing myself to Nigel. Remember, like, there was that one Christmas. You were with Mike. Dorothy was with that. I forget which boyfriend it was, but Dorothy was, like, with a boyfriend for, like, over a year. I'm in college. I'm a broke college, but I was single in art school, <laughs> like, barely could visit normally and then we were talking about something grandkids brought up and by the way my cousin was also our older cousin who was in a relationship because like for a couple years too everyone else was uh, occupied and then grandma like the conversation turned on to kids for some reason she's like yeah danielle when are you giving me grandkids and i looked around like why me what did i do i'm not even in a relationship how did i get targeted that's the southern way. It was just the weirdest thing because no, none of you guys had kids on the way. No one had kids on the way. I don't know how the subject got turned on to kids. When are you going to spawn a clone? When am I, I supposed to, like, what? what is that where you just split off? Like a cell? Dang it, what you should have done is you should have stared her straight in the eye. You said, you're right, Grandma. Get right on that slum dude. Like, done it. Because she used to do stuff like that to me, like, the first couple of years I lived with her. And then I just flipped it around. She'd say something like, oh, well, so-and-so cleans their room. I said, you're right. I should just set the whole thing on fire. What? Oh, my God. No, don't do that. I'm like, no, you're right, Grandma. I don't deserve it. I just set the whole thing on fire. I'm so terrible. Fire is cleansing. Just, cleansing fire. I know, and, and she... She didn't quit. It, it would be. It would just. You just gotta like. No, I mean, I never got. I never got targeted like that again. It was just like in the middle of opening Christmas presents, and I'm like staring around at all the couples in the room, and I'm like, me, me, I'm being targeted. Right. You're I like really I'm the think least she close. Was just messing with you though. I think I so. She was just messing with you because she's kind of a prankster. She is. She. I. I love my grandmother because she is. She has a very dry sense of humor, and mm-hmm. she's just very oh, yeah. cutthroat in some ways. But a sweet, oh, sweet yeah. woman. <laughs> the sweetest Our grandma, grandma ever. Oh, speaking of which, I saw her just a few minutes ago because we were keeping uh, Benji. Our Aww. grandma has like this little tiny. 
Benji boy. Um, Maltese. And he was so grumpy. He was so bad. What? Uh, what was wrong? Was it because he got He's left? Always, so Leslie wasn't feeling great. She was like, I need to get some sleep, but I can't get because your grandma's coming. I said, Leslie, go sleep. I'll handle the handoff. Like, I'll make sure that Benji gets back to grandma. We'll get all his stuff together and I'll keep him with me. And Benji just acted like he was in gitmo like he was not into it so oh his backup human left are laying in their beds finding their own business chewing on their bones and he has put himself all the way in the corner as far away from the rest of us and he's just stress panting oh because he is in the room with us and then he kept sneaking up to the door and then he'd jump up on his hind legs and like run in place at the door as fast as he could while staring at us like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I gotta eat me. Was it just because Benji, I know Benji is a little bit more nervous around big dogs because he isn't surrounded by them a lot, or I don't know if that's changed since you guys have moved there. Oh, so for the audience, Benji is the size of Clive's head. Yeah, that's true. Clive is a- actually smaller than Clive's head because Jesus I've been watching Clive put his head next to Benji. <laughs> <laughs> I've been measuring. That's oh great. God. Oh, he's five pounds. Clive is a hundred and five pounds. <laughs> that is impressive. I I will say though, you have cats a lot larger than Benji. I didn't y'all think yeah. about Clive that. Clive is so gentle with he this is. dog. Aww. He is so careful. Unlike Leon, who is a turd monster, Leon will poke his big skinny nose underneath Benji and try to flip him like a turtle. Oh my it's god. The worst. Play with he me. Just wants to, he just wants to sniff him. He's just like, I'm gonna flip you around. Isn't this a fun game? That is so And Benji's rude. like, oh god. <laughs> Poor Benji. Benji's also a little yeah, old man. Under, he's under attack. Yeah, he he acts a lot younger than he is. But he's a little old man. Yeah, he's eight now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, Grandma. One of the things she does to keep him clean, besides the grooming, is yeah. he's got like his blankets. And our grandma's a neat freak. Yes. Um, um, speaking of vacuums and yes. freaks, like yeah. I want to add. Yeah. Do you guys have a robot vacuum? No, we've never gone for the Roomba. Uh, I have a vacuum. Also, we're hardwood floor now, so like I basically yeah. just sweep and then do mopping. And how often do you do that, though? Uh, so my routine for the floors is trade off every other week a level gets mopped but every week it basically gets swept because i do it when i do the litter box because i have nine litter boxes so i pull all those suckers out once a week do the big scoop and uh then sweep up everything and then i'll do the upstairs level mopping and then that is one week and then the second week i do all the litter boxes, still do the sweeping, and then the basement, I'll pull all the furniture. Like, we have a big ottoman for our couch, and uh, normally the week I do the basement cleaning is also the week the dog's bedding gets washed because it takes it off the floor so I can sweep and mop properly. And that's kind of the routine and then i'll vacuum the upstairs depending like uh i don't vacuum our bedrooms all the time because it's just three rooms of carpet so they don't get as messy because we're not in all those rooms all the time that makes sense yeah we use uh michael has named leslie's roomba rosie <laughs> didn't you guys also have one um we have 
before we moved in with Leslie, we had a robot vacuum, and yeah. that helped tremendously. Um, I ran it three times a week, and then I would also dry mop and sweep and wet mop. Yeah. Um, let's see, right now, after I get all the dog blankets out of the room, I will then use a broom to sweep, and then after I do the broom, I use a dry mop, like a Swiffer, or a microfiber mop, like, you mm-hmm. can use both. Right now, I'm using a Swiffer, because my microfiber mop is in storage, with all of my other great cleaning stuff, uh. and then I will wet Swiffer mop the room. Yeah. That... And, yeah, that's the process once a week. Um, I try to lint roll the bed every day because our dogs sleep on top of our bed, so. Oh, you're better than me. I I will say good good job on lint rolling your bed. Like, our our sheets, like, all the thing that we actually have to keep an eye on is trouble. He tracks litter into the bed. So like, horrible. so we just oh, have to no. sweep it out. Cause he's an old man and his, he well, doesn't like shake out his paws. His little feet just get lumps in them and I have to clean them. He's almost 19 years old. Yeah. So almost like 90 something. So he just kind of tracks it everywhere and I just kind of clean up after him. And so that's fun. But, uh, that's the, like, so I don't actually like, we'll, we'll clean and change the sheets and they'll I go. I usually at- mean to like wash bedding more often. Than I do. Yeah. I'm just I, impressed. At- it bothers me a lot, but yeah. Anyway, Danielle, but, I I just sent you a picture of the the what I pull off my bed every day. That's a daily pull off my bed. Sounds horrific. Let's see here. Yeah, that's kind of horrific. <laughs> oh my god. That's, yeah. that's once a day. <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, my favorite thing is looking at the vent. Uh, when we're doing the animal laundry, just because it's just like coated in fur, and I'm like, uh huh. To be fair, you should remove lint and stuff from your lint trap after and, every load. Yeah, it's but a fire hazard. Okay. right, right, right. That's what I do it after every load. But the animal, like I when know, I do I the animal blankets, remind people to yeah. their lint traps. It is. I fascinating. Probably is very extra, but it's due to the amount that my dog sheds and the amount of fur that he's choked into a lint trap before, but I try really hard to lay the blankets out and lint roll the blankets before I wash them because that's like the best way to get the most hair off of them. Because when I, because before, when I wasn't doing this, I was still pulling out ha- hairy blankets. It's just clean hair now. Like, the, the hair has been washed and clean. Yeah. Stuck to the blankets, so. I will say, it might be because our washer and dryer are, like, a couple, like, what, maybe two years old now? Yeah, we got them when we got the house, which so, is not long ago. It is, they, well, they do a really good job pulling off all the hair, so I'm like, yay! I never had to do this with Prince, ever. No. Um, it would pull all the hair off, no problem. Back when I had a, a cat with, like, soft fur. But Clive's hair is almost, like, barbed. Like, it'll mm. stick straight into fabric. Yeah, my mom's talked and about that with lab hair. Yeah. Something about yeah. lab fur, which our dogs have that, too. It, like, sticks into fabric and will try to stay there. Which is funny, because Heath's dog Sandy had it, and now your mom refuses to get any shedding dog. Which is stupid, because... Um, they're a lot lower maintenance, and that's what she needs in her life, is instead of having to, like, groom the dogs regularly. Because she's not good at grooming the dogs no. regularly. She puts it on someone else who does not also have the time. Uh, or a child. Or a child. Which is not good. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I mean, that makes sense. Um, what is, what about pet toys? Do y'all ever wash your pet toys? Oh, yeah. Pet toys can get an odor to them as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they're like brand new toys and the dogs love it. Yeah, I, I do that I um with their pet laundry. So I do the blankets and then they get a load of their pet toys. And also I use that opportunity to kind of decide what sh- um, shrouds of toys are going to stay and which ones we get to keep. Because there are a few gutted toys that I still keep their skins of because the dogs will still play with them. And plus they laugh. Because they're from BarkBox, you, know, you should consider getting a monthly subscription. If you go to uh, yes, so let's have an ad break. To talk about BarkBox. We don't. We Bark don't. Box is the well-known pet toy. Yeah, I was actually really happy with y'all's episode on BarkBox. Go good. Michael is working full time. Uh, we are talking about getting a three-month subscription. Oh, if you do that, you should go to uh, BarkBox slash PetParentsPod and you'll get a double box for free. Is that it? You get an additional box for free, which is a $35 value. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty awesome. This I is like our that. very natural ad that's in here. <laughs> but, uh, but we, yeah. did a, we did an episode of BarkBox before we were affiliated with yes. them. We just really love BarkBox, and that's the only reason we're affiliated with them. Yeah. Okay. And we still really haven't made any money, so don't worry. We're still not corporate shills. Yeah, we're really not. But um, <laughs> we occasionally post links that if anyone is considering getting a BarkBox and you want to go for it, if you use our link, it's you know it's good for us. So it also gives you guys a free toy and a discount because they always have those deals going on. But if you want a cool deal and to support us, you can. But if not, I also understand. Mm-hmm. It's been a rough year. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I clean their toys and that is something that I find very amusing because I'll get the toys out of the wash and start putting it back in their little toy bin. And they're like, oh my God, all these toys, they're so brand new. Like the dogs really do think like I got them brand new toys because they're nice and clean and don't smell stinky and like them. I like it. Yeah. And they've got to like reset them all over again. Yeah. Um, I mean, the toys look new for the ones that aren't all torn up. Like they look pretty new. These these bark box toys last. Yeah, okay. I'm really excited to try it because it is good. Oh boy. Yeah. We don't watch um, cat toys really because yeah, the they cat don't get, the, the only cat time toys don't get dirty in the same way that dog toys do. The only time I watch the cat toys is when they get taken by the dogs. Yeah. So Leslie has two cats, mm-hmm. Nadia and Nathan. And Naughty and Jason are very spoiled cats. There are at least 50 to 60 mice in a basket for them to play with at oh any given time. Like, you know, like, this little, like, I'm not kidding. Like, there's so many. Yeah. Um, there's, because she'll buy, like, a pack of a dozen of them, and mm-hmm. then they'll get lost under things, so she'll buy them another pack of a dozen. Yeah. I mean, the, Clyde those little tiny toys are easy. helpful retriever. He finds the mice. He brings us the mouse. We have one mouse that is currently still stuck to the wall over the front door because I threw it one day. It was so stuck with spit. It just stuck there like a spitball. And Leslie laughed so hard. She could not stop laughing. She was like wheezing from laughter. But this mouse just like stuck to the wall. And it's been there like since like the first or second week that I moved in with her. And she won't let me get rid of it. She's like, leave it. Just just leave it right there. So I want to laugh every oh my time God. I leave. <laughs> that is pretty funny. It is. I'll, oh, man. I'll have to send you all a picture of this mouse. Just, since... it's, it's not really that impressive. It just looks like it's sitting straight up on the edge of the door frame. But... <laughs> 
That's funny. Um, yeah. The first thing Clive does when he meets new people or when someone comes over is he brings the toy. Aww. If you come to the door and you have, if he's just met you, he's going to bring you whatever as close as he wants to bring you a mouse. Or but right now he's got this hose toy that I got him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a long skinny tube made out of like hose, and the ends are like sutured. It's coming apart because he keeps chewing on it because he just loves it so much. He just carries it around with him. It's great. Brings it to the humans, like, That's hey, cool. human, and it's still got its squeakers, so we haven't gotten rid of it yet. That's impressive, yeah. Um, our dogs don't really bring toys to us. Uh, they'll, I think the thing that Mishka sometimes tries to do is they have designated outside toys and inside toys. And for the outside toys, I normally just hose them off or give them like a... They're all hard plastic or soft plastic yeah, toys. Yeah, we're not going to leave like a cloth toy outside. No. That's disgusting. No. It would be moldy. Yeah, yeah, but Mishka will People try to... Smells bad. Mold yes, it does. does. And it's also bad for your animals and anyone yeah. because you shouldn't have that around your face. But every now and then, Mishka has a stuffed toy. He's like, this is an outside toy now. I'm like, no, no, sir. And he'll, I'm like, mm, uh, security check here, sir. That toy does not go out. And he's like, um, but I have it. And I He looks just... so happy trying to bring in a, an, outside, an inside toy outside. But, Mom, what if was outside toy? Yes. I mean, he has <laughs> snuck Fuzzy Worm, which is a cat toy. We have One of Sydney's precious cat Fuzzy toys. Worms. Yes, there's like two Fuzzy Worms in Sydney. One is less them. fuzzy. And they are very resilient because yes. our dogs keep getting I found, them. If you wash them, they're fine. Yeah, I found them while I was mowing, and I was like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, it's Fuzzy Worm. Poor Fuzzy Worm. How long have you been out here, Fuzzy Worm? Because he worm. could definitely smuggle that one out because he just has to shut his mouth around it. Right. It's small because it's a cat toy, so you can sneak it out through customs very easily. Yes. Aww. Yeah, fuzzy yeah, Worm got put in. That with the mice because he can fit them in his whole mouth. Mm-hmm. And the only thing is you'll see like the little stringy mouse tail like hanging from his mouth and Oh, our dogs just get a guilty look. Like they like they're so, usually very obvious. Yeah, they're like I'm not. They look around. Their mouths are shut. I'm like, hey, what's what's in your mouth? And then they're like, not nothing, mom. Mm. Everything's chill here. There's nothing going on illegal. <laughs> Shifty eyed. It's like okay. They're very obvious. I'm like, well, I'm gonna open your mouth now. The very best command I ever learned when I got Clyde as a puppy. The very best command was drop it. Mm-hmm. He drops it every day. He drops it like it is hot. He drops it like it is the 1990s and he is on the rave dance floor. He lets it go. Every single drop it. Like, <laughs> he knows what drop it means. Mishka so. sometimes does it, but overall it's just, I just pry his mouth open, which... I'm at least happy yeah. that he does not mind us like shoving our hands in our mouth. That was no, at least something. No, he's very good about that. He's never been like aggressive about keeping a toy from a human. Yeah. So. So. Because he does, he acts like he doesn't hear you. He's like la la la. Yeah, he's like I disagree though. Because be kind of stubborn. He's like I, uh, I, I couldn't quite make that out. You said keep it. Okay, thank you. I'll keep it. Yeah, it's mine. Yeah. Yes. Oh boy. It. it be like that mm-hmm. but you know with the the thing that's so funny to me is leon i used to think leon didn't like toys because he just never would play with them and then you know like trying to like keep the cat toys clean and try to like keep all these things like he likes bones 
And one day, I was annoyed with Clive because he kept stealing these mice. Yeah. They were brand new. Leslie had just opened a new package of mice, mm-hmm. dozens of like brightly colored mice for the cats to play with. Mm-hmm. And Clive kept jumping on top of Leslie's bed, leaning his head over to the cat tree, delicately stealing a mouse, and then running off with it. Like, he just committed the greatest, the greatest heist. He so was a heist boy. I away from him, like, seven times that day. Like, it just, I kept, Clive, drop it. It'd be like a new one. I finally handed, like, Leon would get, like, next to me. Like, he was watching me fuss at Clive. Like, uh uh-huh, you're in trouble, and I'm not. And I looked over at Leon, and I was like, what, you want it? And this little fucker just grabs it straight out of my hand and runs off with it. I'm like, wait, I thought you didn't play with toys. And he's like, I play with toys when you give them to me, and I can steal them from Clive. Oh, my God. And Clive got high key offended. Yeah. No, you can't have it. I have it. The pettiness. And that's... It's so petty. Um, and that's when I realized the only reason that Leon doesn't play with toys is because Clive steals them. <laughs> yeah, that is always funny because sometimes, like, both of our dogs are dragons, and so they both will hoard toys, but then... There's a little, literal pile of toys, and it's actually Mishka's crate, but, but Rue likes to use it. So it's bigger, and I think because of the location, it's just a pile of toys, and they both like to hoard toys. So Rue will steal a toy from Mishka and go sit in his crate, and then he'll go over to the crate and take it from her, and like he will be on his own toy, and then he sees her happily chewing on a toy, and he's like, "Well, I think, I think I also want that." He'll lay yeah, that, that toy looks great. He'll he lay on it. top of his toy and have her toy that he stole, and I'm like. You guys can't have all the toys. No, and there are certain toys we have to take away periodically because they both like them too much. Yeah. And disagree about who should be playing with it, if not both of them. So it goes into toy jail. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, cleaning... nothing to do with cleaning. But yeah. cleaning the toys does help Sorry, the log jevons. Yeah, but it's... another thing I was going to rec- ask is, I know, Danielle, when we were growing up, you had some pretty severe allergies. Uh, it um, was to mold specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm wondering, have you ever tried using an air purifier? Um, no, actually, because, um, I had childhood asthma and severe allergies to mold, but the thing is, we lived at the time in Louisiana, like I've mentioned before. the perfect place for those issues. Which is below sea level, and the only time I have bad allergies is really change of season, like fall is a little worse than spring, but... I think as long as I'm not below sea level and covered in a place where you're just kind of fighting the damp, like, you can't win against the damp. You just kind of... The damp. The damp. <laughs> like, um, people used to be like, oh, you, like, our high school was an old high school built in, like, the 70s as a bomb shelter and, like, covered in mold. But that didn't even, like, I outgrew my asthma and I didn't even have issues with any sort of breathing issue and like that high school but like just don't put me below sea level so i think i'm good so but no i haven't tried an air purifier we do have like circulating fans we change out our air filter and we have a for the acu it's also weird because it's um like what like a five level thing it's five inches uh, no not inches it's like it's like no it is five inches deep 
Oh, okay. Oh, wow. It's yeah. a big hunkin' like... It, it has to be ordered online. They don't usually sell it in stores. It's a weird size. Yeah, so we have to order our air filter because it's a weird size because of our AC unit, which is not old. Yeah, I it's, think not it's, a new, it's not an old AC unit, so I don't... I think I it's how about, it's connected but... to the old unit because, yeah, like, the um, airflow into the house... Like, the AC unit itself is new, and then the place you put the filter, I think, was connected to probably the old AC unit. Yeah, probably. Because it looks different, but that's where you put it in. And it's just it's weird. Thick. It's this big, like, block. But anyway, yeah. that really does make a difference, though, changing the air filter. Yeah. I do have to right. wipe down the air vents because they get, oh, yeah. like, you go look by a vent, it's just, like, coated in cat hair. Or just dust. Oh, wow. Dust and cat hair. Yeah. A mix of the two. Also, I don't dust. That is the one cleaning I don't do. I only dust if I'm paid to dust. Oh, Meaning, no, I, I have dust. to dust at work. I dust. I dust like a freaking fiend. I dust before I speak. Heath dusts. Yeah, Heath. Uh, I don't know why I said my name. Heath dusting dust. is my job. Yeah, dusting is like. Let's talk about myself in the, the third person. Yeah, that's your one big cleaning job I give you on a regular basis. Because I just I don't like dusting. It requires me to climb up, and I don't mind climbing on things. I don't mind using the extendable Swiffer. I just really hate. Dusting, and I don't and dust. You, I do. You do a lot. I do a lot of other things. I only dust at work because it's required by my job to do, and that's different. <laughs> I will do. That. I don't do yard work. That's that's the thing I hate to do. I will clean the bathrooms. I will dust. I will sweep. I will do laundry. I will scrub the stains out of clothes. I will clean up any biological messes that occur. I will change out the trash, like the liners, and like put it outside and all that. But I will not do yard work mm. ever Ooh. for any reason. Although, <laughs> again, if ever for any about, reason, <laughs> no, I won't. Like, so I, I remember right when Michael's old job got really busy, mm-hmm. and my job got less busy. Our yard was getting high, and I said to him, "I think I need to take care of the lawn." And he was like, you, you're going to take care of it? I said, yeah, I'll take care of it. He's like, all right, then. So I hired a lawn service. I see. Okay, that is a, a way to take care of it. Um, and so he comes home, and the yard looks great. The hedges have been trimmed. <laughs> he knew, and, right? And he comes in, and he says, what the hell? And I was like, what? He's like, yard and i said well it's great doesn't it he said how much did you pay uh-huh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I, said, I paid what i thought was fair for me not to have to effing do that stuff i mean it doesn't are you doesn't take that long it's like maybe it as long as it doesn't like overgrow itself like every couple of weeks it, it, it will be like hour and a half maybe two hours we, we do wish it grew slower we have weed grass so it just like shoots up because it, it grows so slowly yeah but like i also you do the hedges a little bit so yeah. that's better i don't do hedges i will mow the lawn if it needs to be mowed but other than that that's about it i did help no. finish cutting down a tree a tiny little magnolia tree that's been sprouting up between some of our trees yeah that i just kept forgetting to like go back and finish cutting down yeah you come off with like the clippers we had I was talking about Eric goals. That's beautiful. I love that. That's yeah. so great. Michael has to do it all by himself because I refuse. Um, 
Absolutely. Now, I will go rake. Like, if it's leaves, I will go rake leaves. Yeah. But and you said not for any reason. Did you just lie to us? To, let me explain. Raking leaves is not yard work to me. What Raking is it? leaves is creating a jump pile for later, or it's creating fire for later. The only reason mm. I will rake leaves is if we're going to burn them, or if I can jump with them. Oh. That's it. I'm okay. getting something out of it. I see. Yeah. Like, that's it. I will also go and pull branches because that's for fire later. That's camping activities. Okay. That's not yard work. Yeah, all of our stray branches and things they just go under our trees because like that doesn't have grass under the trees and then they'll slowly decompose or the dogs will play with it or whatever because we're not like our our neighbor who's so he's so good our neighbor is a retired old he has man a pristine yard his yard is pristine he burns all his branches he mows, like every few days or something he has a riding mower does he have does he have the pine straw in the pretty beds um, he doesn't do a lot of, like, gardening, gardening, but his... No, his, he just has an immaculate lawn. He just keeps his lawn. He has very few trees, though. Yeah, he doesn't have nearly as many trees as we people, have, like, a million I like tre- having trees. I like our trees. Yeah. We have a million Hopefully trees, Hopefully they'll though. never fall in our house. Oh, so. well, we'd die. <laughs> we might not die. The house would be... Expensive. We would die <laughs> from death. Financially, yes. We would die financially, yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what house insurance is for. Yeah, that's what homeowners insurance is supposed to be for. A tree killed us. Help! And they go, Killed our house. Ah, if we're dead, ah. then they're not exactly helping. Also, how many animals will escape in a tree? They'd create exit routes. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yes. Uh, to, no, but, like, Eric, I know that, like, that might sound, like, silly, but part of the things we did when we did have a yard, now, this is something I would do, but I also don't consider this yard work. Okay. We do you just flea killer in our grass. Ah. I would help spread the the flea killer. But to me, that wasn't yard work. Again, like, yard work is, too, I have definitions. Yard work is when I have mower. to get behind a mower and get covered in cut grass. Yard work is when I have to take What's wrong with your lawnmower? Hang on. Why are you being covered in cut grass? Because we don't even have a bag on ours, but I don't get covered. It doesn't covered. shoot it out to you. Yeah, it should be on the no. side. No, every time I've ever done mowing, like when I lived with Grandma and I'd have to do those hills, I would just, my hands would swell. I would get allergy attacks from being out in the grass. Uh-uh, it was the worst. Okay. I will say, so like, you should try it with a mask on because it does help with the allergy. Yeah, I like to wear a mask when I do yard work. Or I can hire somebody. Or you can that hire way, somebody. I never have to touch anything and I am improving the economy. Yeah, you're okay. helping a local business. <laughs> yes. I am. Did you hire like, locally and not one of the big it take, businesses? It takes my, it took my lawn guys 45 minutes to do the whole yard. Whenever Mike does it, it takes him two hours. Not yeah. because Michael is bad at yard work, but because he is one person and the lawn crew is three people doing yeah. it simultaneously. Yeah. And this yeah. is all they and do, they're professional. And that 45 minutes was $35 versus having to spend two hours doing it. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I just don't like it. But That's what fair. I'm getting to is with the flea killer, it is a, we had a hose. We don't have it anymore. It's at the old house, but it was a type of hose where you could screw in like a tube at the bottom yeah. of like a mix and you just spray it over the yard and it kills flea eggs in your backyard. Is it just fleas that it kills? Uh, fleas, ticks, 
ants, you yeah, know. Yeah, we have a... we Does it kill spiders? It, seems, seems like I, it would. It probably would kill spiders, but it never seemed to kill the spiders that lived all in the, uh, in the, like, shed stuff and on the tops of the... That's good. Okay. What are they well. called? Yeah, like, I never saw a decrease in the Black Widow population that was around my house. So. Okay, well... Sorry. That was probably a decrease in the wolf spiders, and I would not be okay with that. But um, but also we have a um, we have a quarterly bug visit. Like a we we are pest control, pest control and they they don't do we don't have issues with fleas. Like one thing, our our dogs do get the rev- revolution. Yep. And monthly, monthly, and then yeah. also like the main thing that I've ever the guys sprayed for is like I'm gonna spray for mosquitoes. And I'm like okay. And oh yeah 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 it would kill mosquitoes too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we get a spray for mosquitoes and then mainly it's just treating the crevices and for like most things I disagree with uh anything that could be considered like a pesticide or or even like weed killers. I don't think it's good for the like the ecosystem in your yard. It depends. I, I, I mean I don't generally want to kill things and I'm not trying to kill specifically, so if it's just like in a, a you know a a mass of things it's going to affect that I didn't care about. I don't usually do it. We had a big problem with fleas the first year we lived in that house because yeah. all of my neighbors had dogs that they didn't put on flea preventatives. Yeah, that sucks. Right. Um, and while I had our animals on flea preventatives, the fleas would die on the animal, but they would still come into the house. Okay, that's yeah. Okay. No, so, that's a... That's more than fair. And also, I'm sure you can do research into pesticides, which are good for your yard and don't hurt. It was not my first choice. Right. But oh, no, I, I get that under that circumstance. Yeah. yeah. I do the same thing yeah, in that, in that it, case. It, it was part of the cleaning problem. Like, I realized it because I was cleaning regularly because I had a routine where I was sweeping and mopping and Mm -hmm. vacuuming. I was finding these stupid fleas. I was just like, what in the game? And And that's the other good thing about like maintaining a cleaning schedule is you will be able to identify when a problem crops up versus say not doing it for a few months and then try to catch up on it then it's like wait when did these fleas show up you yeah know? i will say environment with fleas are a hard one because i've had fleas infestation and i mean that's rough you didn't even have if it was at your house you didn't have that much carpet either i lived in apartments when i, I had, had fleas no, yeah, yeah my house was completely 100 percent hardwood they were in the couch and they were yeah. getting on our bedding okay that yeah so, no i would do the same thing you did. yeah i uh there was definitely no apartment i moved away from fleas i cap starred my cats i gave them lots of flea baths right before we moved gave them when we moved in and then had the apartment sydney fleas because that's when we moved in together yep and sorry uh, sydney uh it's okay it didn't last very long because we also did a preventative treatment to our new apartment with a group recommended by my vet's office to help prevent fleas and in case anyone listening is looking for a solution and has like carpet or fabric, let me tell you the joy of diatomaceous earth. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about an environmentally friendly method of getting rid of fleas, yeah. it is a particle that is non toxic. It's not going to hurt your animals. It's like a powder. Yeah, it what happens is when the fleas attack, like when they come across it, it breaks open the the coating 
on their skin, basically. I know they don't have skin, but I can't think of the word. Um, their exoskeleton? What? Exoskeleton, right? Yeah. So it cracks open the exoskeleton and dries them out. Mm -hmm. And it, it just, it kills them pretty well. It does a pretty good job. What you do is you sprinkle the diatomaceous earth. It's got to be food grade, diatomaceous earth, mm-hmm. onto the surface. You let it sit for about a half an hour a day if you can stand it, and then you vacuum it up. Yeah. And it'll vacuum up the flea egg. It'll kill the flea eggs. And it's just a really good product, and it saves so much. That's what we ended up doing is um, covering the floors of the stuff and covering the couches and then just doing a big vacuum and a big mop. And after, between that and nuking the yard with flea killer and keeping the dogs on um, and the cats on, like, flea preventative. Mm-hmm. Within about two months, the problem went away. Yeah. But I stayed on it. And that's the thing about cleaning. Like, it's not just, oh, do you know how to clean this? It's the best way is preventative maintenance, which is hard if you're neurodivergent or you have, like, executive dysfunction yeah. issues because yeah. trying to do anything daily is difficult if you have any type of executive dysfunction. But um, my tip is to give yourself, like, rewards, like stickers and stuff. I have a sticker chart. Y'all can judge me if you want, but I do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and calendar. you've also tried lots of different methods because I remember you back in college, you would try a lot of different cleaning methods. You would try because you had trouble sometimes sticking on schedules. And yeah. I remember you doing all different sorts of till you found like, a, I guess, a sticker charts what you're on now. Yeah, I'm on a sticker chart right now. I Okay, so I've never been formally diagnosed with anything other than um, generalized anxiety disorder. It's the only right. diagnosis I've ever been given. I have some PTSD from some previous stuff, uh, but the things that my anxiety will hit are cleaning-related due to some previous trauma stuff, and... That's why I'm on this episode, because I have done, like, Danielle knows, I have done every version of every method of trying to get myself on track, as you can imagine. What was that uh, swish and sweep lady you talked about for a Uh, while? Fly lady. Yeah, fly lady lady was one. You also... super into her anymore. She was the one that started me. She's a little too evangelical for me. Oh, okay. I just remember you would talk about doing one task, just building one task into your routine, like, every couple weeks to help. Right. So, no, and it it works really well. So, Mm -hmm. basically, the fly lady method um, of doing things works really well for neurodivergent people because it focuses not on the – it doesn't focus on cleaning. It focuses on habit building. Right which is a lot harder, but if you can train yourself to build a habit, then you can get through your executive dysfunction. And so her rule was you pick, you like make your bed every day. Like that, you just start with making your bed. Today, you're just going to make your bed. The next day, the only thing you're going to worry about doing is you're going to get dressed. You're going to make your bed that day. You're going to get dressed. You're going to get dressed all the way to your shoes. Like you are going to leave the house. Okay. The third day, you make your bed. You get dressed to your shoes. You pick one surface and you clean it for two minutes. Congratulations. You've just done more in the last three days than you've done in the last month. <laughs> okay. Like, 
that's her method. And then I found another person who uses a similar method that worked much better for me, and it's called Unfuck Your Habitat. Okay. Unfuck Your Habitat is focused on narrowing your scope to just one space for 30 minutes, and then you take, like, a 10-minute break. Oh, okay. That kind of reminds and me of the, what is it, the, the, the tomato timer method? Oh, I've not heard that method. Uh, you know the, so it, it's not necessarily 30 minutes, but you set a particular task for a particular time period. It can help with, um, creative function blocks with, um, I forget what those little timers are called, where you twist them and they look like tomatoes. Just the kitchen timers? Yeah, the kitchen timers that look like tomatoes. They're like pomelos or pet. Anyway, that's what it's named after, and you basically said, like, for 10 minutes, I'm going to focus on this one specific task, and then you set that time, and then you can take a break, like a short break. Like, I'm going to take a minute break, now I'm going to do it again, and it helps, like, more focused activity. I know uh, artists who have trouble, stick, like, they get distracted, like, and, so, and it helps break down pieces. Like, I'm going to work on the storyboard instead of, like, I'm going to do art for an hour, and then you're, like, staring at a blank piece of paper. So, it can be also used for chores, like, I'm going to clean this... I'm going to do this one task for this time. And then once it's done, you take a break and then you do it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of my anxiety disorder comes out with executive functioning problems because there's anxiety around starting the task. Um, One of the things I don't have as much of a problem with is with my animals, because I know that they're directly going to benefit from me doing the thing, which helps motivate me to do the thing. Um, I will, if my dogs need something, I will bend over backwards to make it happen. If I need something, eh, probably. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I get that too. Like that, um, I have, I do really well with routines and processes. I think that's also something that makes me a very effective, so at my job, I do a lot of closing, which closing requires a lot of cleaning. And it's, that's also something I do when I'm stressed. Like if I'm angry or stressed, I'll clean something because normally what my anxieties and stress relate around tend to be things that are out of my control or things that I can't really affect. So if I just make this one thing shiny, I've done something productive and that makes me feel better. So it's, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a helpful stress reliever, even though it is it comes from a place of neuroticism. <laughs> it's, it's something that I can get behind. And it's why I like talking about things like cleaning because it's something I have gotten good at. Like I, one of the things I do for my friends when they're overwhelmed or stressed is I'll come over and clean. Um, I'll come over and be like, like I have a good friend who will remain unnamed to protect the innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, her brother was living with her for a while. Her brother kind of wrecked her space and she was in a big depressive funk about how her space looked and how she felt about it and how overwhelmed she was. And so I heard this and I said, okay, well, Jane Doe, a named friend, I'm going to come over on this day and we're going to unfuck your dining room. We're not going to worry about any other room of the house, but since you actually have to work in your dining room, we're going to give you a good place to work. And she kept saying, you don't have to. You don't have to come over. And I was like, but don't you need help? She's like, well, yeah, I do need help, but I, I don't want you to see it because you're going to judge me. And I said, dude, like, I was literally raised by someone who had um, such severe depression that she had hoarding techniques for years. Like, you cannot shock me. You cannot overwhelm me. There is nothing that you can have that I have not seen and not seen worse of. It's fine. 
And that's what we did. Like, we went over there. She has cats. And I helped her rearrange and unbuck her space so that her cats had more space. So that her cat's litter boxes were easier to get to. Like, it just, you know, and it didn't take long. It took me six hours from start to finish. We got her dining room and her living room. And all that, like, her all her public area is completely unbucked. That's good. And that had been, yeah. And I was just like, oh, let's take a break. Let's do this. And she's just, she was really relieved. Like, when she finally saw, like, clean surfaces, she's like, oh, I can do this. Like, it can be done. And I said, well, you just got to keep in mind, it didn't get in the state in one day. It's not going to get fixed in one day. So if anyone listening to this podcast is looking at, like, animal, animal, like, tumbleweeds everywhere, whatever, you know, the, your dog didn't shed all that hair off in one day and cover your house and little baby tumbleweeds, you know? Like... Yeah. Your, your cat boxes didn't get grimy and nasty in one session. You know, it took a while. So don't beat yourself up if it takes you a couple of weeks to get to the routine of doing it. Yeah. And I, I have found that even friends I know who aren't like the cleanliest person, normally when it's someone who, or like an animal, some who can't control their living space, they tend to like put those uh, cleaning needs above their own because it's easier to relate with a like your your cat can't clean its litter box as much as i i yell at i i tease them and like well here you go you can take this oliver you go clean up your poop box they're not able to do that but yeah and cleaning is a tricky subject because i do think there's a lot of people who do judge people and i think that's unfair because everyone has different levels of organization cleaning and um as long as you're doing your best i mean everyone can have better habits and routines that's always something everyone can improve on things or whatever but like there's if someone is having trouble then it's better to try to help them than to judge them because i do agree with that yeah and it's hard like we have eight animals it that's a lot of fur i am always surprised at how much fur we sweep up every time there is cleaning and um things that can also help uh like if you have dog crates we have dog crate beds that um they they have um what are just dog crate beds Bed pads? What are they called? They're crate beds. I mean, okay, just crate beds. Yeah, just crate, but, crate pads. You talking about with the thin part that goes over the plastic tray in the crate? Uh, they have ours are like Kong brand. They're like they're, a they're thicker. They're not Kong anymore. We have one that's a Kong brand, but they're they're like a thicker material, so they're durable in case your dog. They're padded on them. Some they're padded on the out the outer edges. Uh, oh, they're like, can, can we talk about dog crate beds for just a minute? Sure. Because when we got Clive, we got him this big fluffy dog bed that fit in his crate. Uh-huh. And within the first two weeks, Clive had shredded yeah. the entire bed. We tried again six months later. He shredded the entire bed. However, now that he is no longer in a crate... He loves his dog bed. He doesn't shred it. He doesn't bite it. He doesn't chew it. He just sleeps on it. Okay. He out of it. That's but, good. Oh my god! I came home the very first time, and he was like six months old, and it's just a pair of eyes and ears sticking out of this entire cloud of polyphenol. And I was just like, "Good lord!" <laughs> yeah, uh, we have some. They're they're not like they're soft, like they're padded, but they're like not fuzzy. They're like a smooth. They're plastic. Yeah, there, there's not a bunch of 
fill in there. Yeah, so it doesn't encourage chewing. It has, like, padding around the edge, so, like, they can't, like, mess with the corners of it, but also, like, it has a soft padding. So, um, that, and they're washable. I will say, the size they are now, you have to, like, one one per load. Yeah, they're large. <laughs> they're large because of the large crates, but they're old ones. I used to be able to wash both of them in one go. And then we'd layer it on, like, softer, like, little cheap fleece blankets that they have some holes in them, but it's not a big deal because they're, like, the Walmart dollar bin. Right, and also it's fleece, so it's not like there's any stuffing. No. You know, it's just if there's a hole, there's a hole. Yeah, so so that's a little easier. Yeah. Any other topics that we want to cover while talking about cleaning? Uh, The very last thing I had on my list was if you are at your wit's end with smells and cleaning they do make disinfect and deodorizing germ foggers for homes these are not the same as the foggers that kill like roaches this is like specifically like this is a hospital level thing but this is something that people do when they have immunity issues and they're trying to like really clean a space or if you like are in a space um, where say you're cleaning out like an old apartment for like a new residence They will put out these foggers to completely erase all of the germs and odors that were left behind. That's good. I learned about this on TikTok. Uh. (laughs) Um, I follow a couple of professional cleaners on TikTok because I really like the ASMR of watching someone like scrub a carpet or like vacuum lines and carpet. I just find that very nice. I will say that is fun. Like, we have a steamer. I haven't, I normally just use it because we have dumb, 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 stupid, dumb tiles in our bathroom. They're tiny and decorative and they look very nice and they're stupid. Grout lines are dumb and I hate them. And why would you put white grout? Why white grout? Why white grout? If you're ever going to, okay, guys, real talk here. If you're ever going to grout, Frickin' tile in your house. If you want the stupid decorative tile, sure, whatever. Do a darker grout. Do a dark grout. That's really hard to clean. Don't. Who wants? And also, the white kitchens, everyone's like, I want the white kitchens. Like, why would you want a white kitchen? Why? Get gray. Get black. Hide the stains, people. I mean, also, like, I don't like that much white. No, it's a lot white. But too much. But yeah, sorry. I just have to scrub it. It, Like, when I actually have to clean it, it's like, oh, I hate it. But the steamer helps. It's just, why? Tiny tiles, stupid. Get big tiles, big surface, big flat well, surfaces. Well, I mean, you want smaller tiles in a small room. Big flat surfaces, just one, one marble slab as your floor. No, no that's so expensive. <laughs> what you just described. <laughs> that's a horrifying amount of money. It no grouts. Anyway, um, so tell me about this uh, carpet cleaning. Okay, so y'all might think this is silly, but one of the things I enjoy doing for fun is I enjoy keep cleaning and detailing my car. Okay, even. Even when my car was my, like, very old Nissan, I tried really hard to keep it vacuumed and shampooed because it made me feel better even if I was driving an old car to have a car with, like, no stains. Like, the inside looked as new as I could make it after 12 years of use. <laughs> That's fair. So, uh, first day, Michael got me a little missile, uh, co- like mini, like portable shampooer, and it has an extractor, which is where the suction's really hard on a very narrow surface so that you can suck the water out of things, like furniture and things. 
to kind of steam clean it. Okay. So I just want to like say that's a very good tool because one of the things we didn't kind of talk about is, well, we kind of did, but I want to reemphasize your furniture. If it is fabric will express smells. Hmm. It will express the smells of your sweat on the fabric, of the dog paw sweat on the fabric. Because that's like a thing I, I deal with is money paws, like yeah. dirty paws. Yep. Um, I, um, we have a little container. On, if you look at our Camping with Dog episode, um, we've talked about uh, getting stuff to go camping with Kip and dogs and stuff like that but one of the things i looked at which we ended up just getting because it was useful it's this little um plastic bottle like thing and it has silicone and you just fill it full of water and dip their paws because our dogs are super allergic so it does actually help mm-hmm. clean their paws because the water stays in the container and then you just dump in and uh, clean it out so you have like a cup yeah it's like a cup and, you dip, and it has and, like squeegee bits yeah squeegee you, like, bits your, yeah so how do your dogs up with that like how oh. they let you yeah they let me it's fine i just dip their little paw i wipe it off with a dry thing and then i let them go like they don't like it when i do their hind paws but i'm like they're like okay you're playing with me i guess they're also not very well, fussy about like they like bath time they love water like i never no. have issues with any of that did i tell you guys what happened with bazed clive oh my he god. ate through that the tub the to escape dramatic thing oh my god what happened? Okay, so first of all, Clive is not very dirty. He doesn't roll around in things. He's not. He just doesn't get dirty. He's a um, dainty princess. He's he is. He he's doesn't like princess. to go out when it rains. Mm-hmm. He cries if he has to pee in the rain. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he does. That's so dramatic. He like he is. He'll like prance away from it if he has to get. He won't step in mud. He doesn't. There's a splash pad at the dog park we go to. He runs the other direction. Oh my god! He doesn't, he doesn't like mud. He. Oh, he hates mud. Oh my god! There's a splash. Rue would love a splash pad. Like, my dogs will love mud. He get, now. Here's the exception. If you throw his ball in a area where there is mud, he will race straight through that mud to get the ball. Okay. He's very toy motivated. But if there is no ball, if there is no incentive, he tiptoes around it and he like picks her. He doesn't like the way it feels. He just does not like it. So what? Okay. So what so, What was this horrific but, bathing? So, so what happens is, though, his shedding has been so bad with the summer that Mike and I decided that the best way to get on top of it would be to go and use some de-shedding shampoo. We we went to one of those places where it's like a bunch of tubs you pay to self-bathe your dog. It's just a big, giant tub. They provide shampoo. We brought the shedding shampoo. They've got, like, the good nozzles so you can kind of, you know, like, get the undercoat. Like, really, like, get as much fur off as possible, y'all. Oh, my dramatic God. This dog. First of all, we couldn't get him into the tub. Oh, good. I, like, had to climb into the tub and trick him to follow me into the tub with a toy. And then we locked him in, and he panicked like a horse about to go to the slaughter. We had to use two of those loop things on him. I had to climb out of the tub, and he shook and panted like we were electrocuting him the whole time he was bathing. And 110 pounds of wet, terrified dog 
trying to escape because he thinks you're trying to murder him while you're at this big public place where other people are washing their dogs. Their dogs are being perfectly well behaved. <laughs> and our dog is acting like, people are trying to kill me. <laughs> That is rough. No, we uh, bathe our dogs in the bathroom upstairs, and the main thing I have to do is Mishka tries to be like, okay, I'm done now, and I'm like, no, no, we're not done washing off, and he'll try to walk out, and I just gently push him back, and he's like, okay, I guess I'll walk out this way then. So all I do is he's just like, kind no, of— I'm done. Let me out of the tub. All I do is move back and forth with him to keep him from walking out of the tub. Like, that's the most resistance I get from bathing them. They like water, though. They like water. Um, And on the subject of back to cars real quick, one thing I would agree with you about keeping cars clean, especially if you have, I don't know, dogs that ride with you a lot. Uh, car covers are beautiful. We have a nice big hammock that the dogs ride in. And anytime I take that off, my seats look like I don't own dogs because it all stays in the this seat. covers the entire backseat. I love seat. that. Mm -hmm. I want to get some covers. I haven't yet. But if you can't get covers because you're not a well planner like me, have y'all heard of the Lily Brush? No. No. This thing is so cool. It's basically a big, thick piece of plastic with rubber, but it lets you scrape all the hair off of your car seats like it's nothing. It's awesome. It's that called the Lily Brush. That does sound cool. I will say covers, you just take off and toss them in the wash, so that's very simple. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe shake them off outside. Yeah, shake them off first, and but yeah. wash them. Oh, and if you get them, there's also a seatbelt. Um, they tend to come with little seatbelt bungees, and you can also get covers. like that. You can buy the ones that are kind of meant for like little kids so they don't pop open their seatbelts, but it, they're oh, like yeah, silicone. It goes over the actual button because so uh, they can't step on it. Because we used to have place. Mishka and Rue release each other like i turn around and that's like oh i'm free now I'm like how are you moving like that oh you guys have released yeah. each other because everybody should buckle their dogs and when you know, preferably have a harness i think that would be a really good idea and i need to look into that because full disclosure i have a um, i have an sgb right mm -hmm. now and i just fold the back seat flat and then my dogs just lay there like they're in a big dog bed oh that's nice but um, so that's what i do yeah. And I would prefer I would prefer it if they were like harnessed though, because I do get nervous. Yeah. It, it's not even about your own driving, it's other no, people. Like you never people. you never know when you're gonna no, have no. a wreck. Not to scare I you. I have a hard time finding harnesses big enough to fit Clive. Oh yeah, he's a um, he's a house horse. Yeah, you he is so big. Yeah. Yeah, Mishka and Rue are only, like, Mishka tends to be extra large and Rue's in the large size, yeah. so, but I don't know, I guess Clive would be, like, triple X or double Jumbo X. Jumbo gigantic. Jumbo dog. He's so big, you guys. He's so good, but he's, he's so big. He's what size so is his, good, though. What size is his crate, by the way? I was curious about inch-wise. A 54-inch okay. dog crate. Wow, so it's like almost yeah, 10 inches larger than Rue's. But one size up from Mishka's, yeah. Yeah, Mishka yeah. is a 48-inch. Yeah. He probably could have done the 48-inch, but we were having problems with him being able to sit up. Yeah, because he's yeah, so he tall. Yeah, he to be able to sit up, yeah. Y'all have to understand, this dog crate was the size of a a twin mattress yeah it was big like, yeah i could put i could have probably taken a crib like one of those little twin crib mattresses yeah. and put that in the bottom of the crate it would have been quite comfortable probably yeah, yeah, it took up like a fifth of your room. Yeah, I remember you're like his previous crate, his new crate. We had to move out your side table. 
Yeah, I sent you a video of us putting it together, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's um, an impressive size. I could easily fit inside the crate. Um, yeah, I can Michael fit in both of together to fit inside this crate. Like, it was... Yeah, okay, it's, here. So it's your um, camping crate now. The, it was huge. It was huge. It, I, no regrets. We actually haven't used it since we moved in with Leslie. Yeah, you have no space for it. <laughs> we have, yeah, we moved into a place where we didn't have room for that kind of thing. Right. That totally um, makes sense. Um, yeah, we just... Let's... Um, was there any other subjects we wanted to touch about cleaning up after animals? I touched on... Let me look at my list. I have a list... Talked about oxygenated bleach. Oh, last last tip for odor cleaning. Be careful of what scents you use to cover things up. There are a lot of essential oils that are poisonous to cats and dogs. Mm. And a lot of folks will use like oil diffusers or types of like sprays. Always, always, always make sure that your oils and things are animal safe. Um, lilies, for instance, are very poisonous to cats mm-hmm. and to dogs so don't use like lily like don't use like essential oil of lily if you've got animals because that's poisonous like be that's careful fair. like i think lavender can be bad for cats like you just gotta make sure it's something you know yeah i useful. i also think whenever you're using like simple smells are the best thing to cover up like lemon or like um even just the fresh scent smell where it doesn't have a strong odor because the idea is just to you don't really want to be masking a heavy smell with a heavy spell it should be something light if you are doing a scent in your like we do febreze because sponsored by febreze but there's febreze like pet fabrics yeah there's a pet there's a pet friendly odor reducer in febreze that works really well like we use it on our our drapes and things like that because the the other thing i would recommend and i used this with my cat boxes activated charcoal Mm. activated charcoal neutralizes scents because the charcoal and the it's what like if you get sick and they have to get something out of your stomach or they have to like end a medication you so like you'll eat like charcoal and it will suck everything up activated charcoal sucks up that stuff in the air i had an activated charcoal filter on a plug right over prince's litter box hmm. in both rooms and it worked so good in fact it worked so good that one time when i was in a depressive episode I forgot to clean the boxes for like two weeks and I could, and I, and the reason I didn't realize it is because I couldn't spell it because the charcoal worked that good. I had a party at my house. Nobody said a thing about the dirty litter boxes because of those charcoal things. Oh, that's awesome. So, I, I mean, clean your cat box. Don't yes. do an impressive episode, but you know. <laughs> do, do your best. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that is very helpful. Um, is there any other cleaning thoughts people have? No, I think we covered it. <laughs> um, so where do you want people to find you at, April? So when I'm not hanging out with my sister on her amazing pet podcast, I am a, a part-time professional tarot reader. You can find me at Mojo by Moon Sage on Instagram. And you can find me on Facebook uh, at Readings by Moon Sage. 
And yeah, those are the those are the places I hang out. Right. And Heath, where can people find us to see pictures of our beautiful animals that don't make messes because they're perfect and angels? Yes, especially <laughs> especially Sydney. And uh, apparently, to see pictures of the backyard or background of our super clean house voted by my little sister uh, as yes. the best cleanest house rave, in the world. Reviews from Dorothy. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. Pet Parents Pod. You can also email us petparentspod at gmail.com okay this is the end of the episode and we will continue to get better good luck with your hopes and dreams goodbye goodbye bye